know that each stage of life is unique and can be hard. We also know that you may have questions through it all. So meet Harvest with Sierra and Lee. We want to be with you in the moments of uncertainty and bring light and life to each question. Are we qualified to be giving advice? Barely. But we know some powerful women who are. Every other week, we'll bring you a podcast that we hope will encourage you, make you laugh, point you towards joy, help you think rightly about your season and the Lord. So let's reap an abundant harvest together. Welcome to Harvest. I'm Lee, and I'm here with my husband, Ryan. Hi. And I'm Sierra, and I'm with my husband. Hi. What's your name? Oh, Ethan. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back in the closet, all four of us hanging out, because we're bringing you a very, very, very special Valentine's Day edition. Yes. It's going to be two parts. It's going to be two parts. So... We got a lot of questions um, on Instagram, so thanks so much for just engaging with us and having questions that they were super fun, but also Sierra had to break them down into like (laughs) mild and spicy because y'all want to know some things. Okay. I was was actually like, this is like, I felt like a sponsoring for like Taco Bell. I was like, it's like mild, medium, spicy. I was like, what package do we need? So fun. Um, So we're going to just do part one today. Happy Valentine's Day. And we're going to kind of just, we're going to go through the mild and just give you a little taste of spice. And part two will be... A little more spice, and then some of the other questions we didn't get to get Yeah, and some more serious and, like, just a little, you know, some, like, deep questions. Mm-hmm. Spicy yeah. questions are serious questions. That's true. The spicy okay. questions right. are, but they just have, they're just, they're just spicy. They're, they're, spicy. they're real spicy. And you're saying they they're so tad spicy. I'm yes. like, okay. <laughs> they feel real spicy to me. Uh, okay, and um, once again, Sierra had a great idea. We're going to do a little icebreaker with our guests. And, um, the icebreaker today is what is one assumption people make about your spouse that makes you laugh? So Ryan, you're up first. One assumption people make about you that makes me laugh. I mean, yeah, just anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's tough. I mean, I don't, I don't know that mothering is easy. Oh, that makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, That makes me laugh too. (laughs) Or I'm, like, saying that. <laughs> Somebody who's never lived with us. <laughs> <laughs> or boyfriend. <laughs> That's funny. I think for one, for me, for Ryan, which not not too many people tell me this, but I hear other people kind of third-hand talk about it, um, they always think that Ryan is scary. It's like... Mm. Who said that the other day? Sarah, I think. Sarah and Shane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were at her house, and they said that. They were like, uh, Ryan's like one person I'd never want to make mad. I was like, Ryan? Like, And they were like, he's so scary. I was like... Ryan Jones? I know, I know. I'm like, if y'all knew, all I had to do was, like, kiss him on his neck and he melts. I'm like, he's not scary. <laughs> but the beard and the gun That's and what the they said. Head. They said it was yeah. the bald head. And, yeah. Well, also, then Shane was like, and also, he's really buff. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay, so mine is that um, people always tell me that they think Ethan is, like, ridiculously serious and not friendly. Like, anytime someone meets him for the first time, they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, how'd you end up with him? He's, like, so serious. And every time I'm like, Do you, wait till you know him. He's so funny so and funny. not very serious. And so friendly. Very friendly. I'm like, anytime you spend with Ethan, I'm like, he's the friendliest. He's so friendly. <laughs> it's funny, when we were talking about this earlier, I told Sierra mine. And she's like, no way, it's the same. Because <laughs> the funny assumption that people have for her is that she's quiet and reserved and not outgoing, which is like the literal opposite of yes. who Sierra is <laughs> it's so to her true. core. It is so, so opposite. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny that it's similar. Yes, I, I like love assumptions about other people. I'm like, those I'm are just the best. glad Ryan didn't say like, "Oh, you have resting bee face." I feel like I do often. I, feel like I was I'm like, so scared. Picture face. I was a, when I was typing these out, I was like, mm, "RBF." I could have just filled it in for you. I was like, "That's Lee's." <laughs> oh, I know. Like, everyone's always like, "She looks so mean." Ooh, oh, you both look mean. Oh, we do. We can be mean together. Well, well, you grow to look more alike the longer you're it's together. True. That's what it's I've true. Heard, yeah. So there we go. We just look mean together. <laughs> scary, scary and mean. Scary and perfect, mean. Perfect Yay. couple. <laughs> okay, so because there is an insane amount of questions, yeah, I think we should just jump in, and it'll be super fun. Okay. So Lee, first questions for you. Okay. How do you encourage your husband to disciple in the workforce? I think this is a really good question. And at first, my first in, my first thought was, um, I don't really like, I don't I don't encourage it like I would encourage my children. Like I don't encourage it like I would encourage like somebody in my small group to do something. Right. There's not a whole lot of like um, direction giving because he's my husband. Um, but there's a whole lot of praying. 
And there is a whole lot of just asking the Lord to speak through him and let him be the example. And then also just being purposeful and asking him Mm -hmm. like, Hey, what's going on in your, in your work? And, and we've gotten better over the years about like how we communicate and what we talk about. And so, um, we have to, that we don't have to be as purposeful now, but I think also if, if you were to have like a day, like there's been some times where he's like, Oh man. I had a day and it just, and he's just like letting it out. I try, I try to like equal out my, like my empathy with my eyes from the outside. Yeah. And so it's like, I totally get it. But did you ever think about like this part? You know, I'm like thinking of one specific like situation. I won't say it, but I'm just like, you know, you could, you could think about it this way. And he's like, you're right. I could. (laughs) I'm like not saying that to like put you down or like make you feel bad about the situation, but like from my perspective, just playing like a little bit of the devil's advocate, which is really just Jesus's advocate at that point, not really the devil's advocate. (laughs) My advocate. Yeah, and playing your advocate, like, hey, like I know you're super heated about this, but like let's take a step outside of that for just a minute. And I think that that's vice versa too, Mm -hmm. Um, because as much as we want to be there for one another and like really be in it with somebody, at a certain point, that's not healthy. Like you don't want to just allow people to to like have a position if it's not the righteous position I'm not saying you're not righteous but like yeah. you know what I mean yeah 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 spouses it's are the best at giving a different perspective mm-hmm. totally and I think that like we come to we come to expect that like I want that type of rebuke in my life and Ryan's said that to me multiple times too mm-hmm. like I want the rebuke from you I appreciate the yeah. rebuke from you because I know that you're not just telling me to be mean, but you're actually telling me because you want to see, like, more of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best of me. Yeah. yeah. That's totally. Good. All right. So the second question says, how do they, Ryan, Ethan, like to be held okay. accountable <laughs> or encouraged to stay in the Word? So that's you. Or that's y'all. So, Ethan, what's up? Um, I... He's like, mm, Sierra's never had to hold me accountable. <laughs> Ethan's real studious. <laughs> no, I spend time with the Lord, but even in seasons when I when I have a dry season or whatever, mm-hmm. um, just when Sierra shares, or whenever she talks at all at small group, I'm like, this girl really does know a lot about the Lord. Stop it. Um, but every time she talks about the Lord, that's the encouragement that I have to stay in the Word. And um, yeah. Grow, grow in my walk with the Lord. Yeah. What about you, babe? Um. So I th- I don't I don't know that you've ever had to really hold me accountable to to digging into Scripture mm-hmm. or staying accountable to the Word. But one of the cool things I think that you help me again with perspective is I just being a father to young men and trying to lead by example. Mm-hmm. You have given me. Um, some wise counsel on instead of having my quiet time completely alone to myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I I enjoy the car rides where I'm like digging into awesome podcasts or through, you know, awesome audible books or whatever. But, um, even in my reading, I'd like to do that before the kids are awake. So that way I can literally have quiet time, but to be purposeful about it, to show them what it looks like to be in the word and to dig after the Lord to do that in front of them is like the counsel you've given me before. Like, man, it'd be, it probably, I know you enjoy it, but it would really be nice for them to see you doing this. Mm-hmm. Instead of just hearing me regurgitate what yeah. I've picked up in those sessions, you know, those times with the Lord. But be, being that example in front of them is how you've, I think you've encouraged me. And yeah. it means a lot because I do want to be that dad. That's an example to my boys. But I, I wasn't, I wasn't just consciously considering right. how me doing this in front of them would be an impact right. there's more i need to do this yeah for me and yeah i think too like if you're if whoever wrote this question this is a great thing i'm really bad about checking instagram so i don't know who you are <laughs> out there that wrote this question but if you're in a situation you find yourself um wanting to encourage your spouse like maybe yeah. you're not seeing the them dig in like you think they should dig in i would say first and foremost take that to the lord like right. the lord is going to be able to do so much more in their hearts mm-hmm. and um and plow up anything that's yeah. in there before you even have to have that excuse me, that conversation. Um, so if you're noticing something, really just take it to the Lord and, and 
and try not to be like don't have like comparative righteousness when it comes to this like because maybe they're doing it like like ryan was like doing it like in the car he had three hours in the car every day so it's like he's just doing it when he can um i think it would have been easy for me had i not known him right to be like well you're not reading your bible like when are you going to spend time with jesus and let's Mm -hmm. be honest ladies they do it a whole (laughs) lot differently than we do it okay we talked about that last podcast like Ours is quick minutes here and there where we're like, oh, yeah, what's a Bible verse? Let me look it up. You know, like, <laughs> ours looks different in each stage. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that was, like, I think that was right on. It's like, there's a book called The Power of a Praying Wife, Power of a Praying Woman, right? Woman, Wife. No, it's a wife. wife. It's a wife. Um, Abby Nicholas, let me borrow it. Oh, nice. But she t- they talk about that so deeply. Like, when you see something in your husband, mm-hmm. it's, like, actually not your first and foremost job to call it out, but mm-hmm. to take it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, like, the things that you sow in prayer then you watch, like, come into fruition. Seriously. I mean, so, can, I, like, can I give an example? Oh, please. We had, there was, like, this one time um, that I was, like, was noticing, like, just a little bit of sharpness, like, in our home, like, um, like, y'all know, Ryan's a police officer. He polices, and he's very <laughs> good at it. Um, but sometimes, that can, I mean, when you have, like, unruly inmates in your house, he <laughs> 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 needs, yeah. needs some policing sometimes. <laughs> But they're little, you know, so it still takes gentleness, um, too. And I can remember really being like, man, I, I really want Ryan to like, to speak gently to them when it comes to this sort of thing. And so I was like, you know what, Lord, if I say that, there is no ounce of him that's going to hear that rightly and no ounce of me that's going to be able to right. say this rightly yet. Like I need some help here. Like, Lord, would you, would you put it on his heart? Would mm-hmm. you help this conversation to happen? Would you like, would you start this fire in him? Holy spirit, like you're faithful and you know how he wants to father more than I ever could. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you work on that? And literally, I think it was like three, four days after I like started praying that, um, that we were in the bathroom. We were in yeah, the bathroom. Yes. We were in the bathroom and he, so are we have like a sinks opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. So if you look in each other, if you look in your mirror, you can see the other person. And so he's like, Hey, I've been thinking like, is there anything I could do better for our boys? And I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Like this is the end. Like yeah. actually, and it was a really gentle, sweet, like receptive mm-hmm. conversation, yeah. Um, where it didn't have to. There was like no rebuke. It was just like, hey, let's talk about this. Yeah, yeah. It was That's really good. good. The Lord was just really faithful to to do that. So you're personal. a prayerful, powerful wife. Personal testimony of how that could work. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, um, I actually I really love the person who asked this question, and I just really love this question, and I think all four of us should answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what is the hardest thing to accept that your husband or wife has called you out for. Are you going to go first? I can go first okay. because mine's super easy. Okay. <laughs> Ethan forever tells me, and I hated it at first, that I'm not friendly. And it drove me nuts because he just said, I'm so, I'm so outgoing. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I feel like I'm like the world's best friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm friends with you, I'm like, you're welcome. I'm a good friend. <laughs> but then Ethan was like, but you're actually not friendly. And he said that I only am nice to people if they introduce themselves to me first or I'm, like, introduced, introduced <laughs> by segue of Ethan. So, like, if Ethan has a friend and they have a wife, uh-huh. then I'll be kind. Uh-huh. But he says that I'm not really kind to people. If it's just, like, walking up and being like, hi, hello, I'm here. I'll just, like, who are you? Bye. Oh, like yeah. That. So it was the hardest thing. But now it's, like, a conscious thing I think about often. Like, be like, friendly. Be yes, friendly. yes. I'm like, say your name. Be, shake somebody's hand. I don't know. <laughs> I think for me, Ryan has said to me before, like when we've had, there's only a couple of times that we can like nail down that we've had like arguments. Um, but in our discussions, like when we're talking, he's like, that is mean. I'll like say something. He'll be like, that's mean. <laughs> and in the moment I'm like, no, it's not. Yes. Like I'm not mean. And then after a while I'm like, I'm sorry. That was mean. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for being mean. You're like, eh, I'll But that's hard. That. Yeah. I don't like, I don't find, I don't think of myself as a mean person. Right. But apparently, sometimes I can be. Sorry, <laughs> I appreciate it. I need to know. Yeah. What about you, Ethan? I think the big thing that she that she calls me out for is uh, my attitude. Like, towards whatever situation that's got me riled up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I mean, going back to that perspective change, or per- different perspective on yeah. things. And I, I'm so narrow-minded sometimes, like, black and white. And Sierra has, like... <laughs> opened up the, uh, the gray area, the gray area <laughs> in my life. And I'm like, okay, you, you can't think, you can't see things differently and think, and think differently. So that would be mine. 
without being wrong, you can just say yeah. differently and it doesn't yeah. have to be like, I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. How about you, babe? So mine would probably be ministering in the opposite spirit. I'm pretty, mm-hmm. I'm pretty bad about that. I, I, uh, especially <laughs> just because of the whole law enforcement aspect is, whatever force you're met with, you always match it with one level of aggression above, right? Mm-hmm. And so, when I get some pushback from the kids or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, the way that I typically would, you know, bring resolution to this situation would be match it with one level of force higher, and then. Paint compliance or whatever else Paint needed compliance. after that after that point, right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna make you do it. So, um, th- that just knowing how to father rightly, you know, that's that's not what works. Uh, yeah. Biblically, we know that that's not how we're we're told to lead, and so um, just being more conscious of kids are not little adults, but mm-hmm. they still are kids. You mm-hmm. know, even though they're they can carry on a full conversation, and you would hope that they comprehend that. It's just uh, I forget to be gracious at times, and I forget how gracious the Lord is with us at times, and totally. all that stuff. So just to yeah. be reminded of that, you're you're you call me out on that, and and I want to get defensive because it's right, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I try, I try not to because I know it's completely right, and it, and it's the dad that I want to be too. So yeah, yeah. Totally. totally, that's a good question. I know when she when she wrote that, I was like, one, you would, mm-hmm. and two, that's such a good question. That's awesome. Um, okay, so this next one is for Ethan and Ryan. Send it. It says, what is your favorite every th- everyday thing that your wife does that is life-giving for you? This answer better be real good, Ethan, <laughs> while you're on this podcast. <laughs> so. I guess I'm going. <laughs> We're like, Anna, you looked at all eyes on you now, bro. <laughs> I mean. Everybody just held their breath in that pause. They were like, ooh. <laughs> And the fact that she keeps her kids alive is very life-giving, but, um... <laughs> quite literally. Quite literally, yeah. No, I mean, I feel like everything she does is life-giving. Um, her attitude, the way she, uh, serves and loves me and loves the kids, like, that's life-giving. On Quite honestly, uh, I think, I mean, our wives are not our slaves, but, like, her keeping the house up, keeping it clean, like, that's, like, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super grateful they all for know. <laughs> the whole podcast listeners, they know this is life giving for you. <laughs> and guys, I've been working so hard. You so have been okay. so good. Thank you. I'm, I'm really like you. every time someone comes to the house, I'm like, y'all know that I don't like doing this. <laughs> but look at me go. But, was, but more than all that, just Sarah's presence is life giving to me. Aww. Stop it. Uh, you got a you got a little wink out of that. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Go Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, top that bro. So, <laughs> There's uh yeah I'm in the same in a similar boat with Ethan. I think that that so much you do is life giving to me. The way I see you, mother or boys, is huge to me. You're always mm-hmm. constantly, you are always constantly f- figuring out, inquiring, seeking the Lord. My um my, I guess advice on how can you every day be a better mom, right? Mm-hmm. And to know that you love our boys that much is just so comforting to me to know that you're always looking to do to be the best mom you can be for them to have the I mean, just the best you. That's mm-hmm. all it's super life giving to me and challenging and encouraging for me to want to be that kind of a dad too, mm-hmm. you know. Um and then um I I just love your laugh. I think every time you <laughs> I do. Laugh. I can't stop every time I don't care if I'm nearly asleep. I hear her giggle and it just makes me laugh. And so <laughs> it's pretty life-giving to me. And she can attest to that. It's just no matter what it is. I don't even have to see or know what she's laughing at. Just hearing her laugh makes me laugh. So uh-huh. that's pretty life-giving too. I remember that one time I made your lunch last week? Yes. <laughs> that was huge. Hey, I affirmed that. Did. I did, did affirm that. I, I said, wanted you to affirm it to the world. <laughs> I said she made my lunch and I said I texted her midday and was like, I felt like a million bucks that you made my lunch today. Because it's a rarity. Not that it's Sorry, that one not that it's expected. But let's get this right. She makes because it's a she, rarity. Let me so let, do that right. I'm gonna it qualify. Is. I'm gonna qualify that statement. Not that she doesn't cook for us. She she cooks amazing meals and if you ever had a meal for my wife, you know that she's a phenomenal cook. So true. true. But prepping true. my lunch for work is 
a rarity, right? Which I don't even expect it because she's got four boys to get ready for school because I'm leaving out the door for work while they're just now waking up. And so she's got to get them all ready and that whole part of the day. Um, And so having that done intentionally was like, it was super honoring to me because, and it's good that it's a rarity because it really stuck out to me. You know what I mean? I didn't, but I did see this really cool thing. And I want to start doing it. I haven't told you I wanted to start doing it, but yeah, I, I've forgotten just until just now. Confess so it to the world. I will. So kinda... I will. This lady, I saw her um, post, I don't know if it's on Facebook or Instagram, something. She packs her husband's lunch first out of when she makes dinner. Oh, she pulls smart. a serving of whatever they're having, packs it away, and puts it up. And then they eat dinner. And I was like, ah, genius. I should do that. That's smart. Yeah. So I have been to... having to pack lunches, but he has no microwave. So it is the worst. It's like every night I'm like, mm, I'm gonna make you a sandwich. I've been getting really creative trying to figure out ways to do it. Or a yeah, or a wrap. Is <laughs> this awesome. is what, this is what he tells me. I'm like, because I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not like a lunch maker. So he'll say, Sierra, ten more minutes and we can go to bed. I'm like <laughs> that's like the motivation. He's like, ten more minutes, you can make a lunch and then we can go to bed. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, here I that go. That feels like a good reward. <laughs> that's awesome. I can go to sleep. Mm, that's awesome. Those were sweet answers, guys. Thanks. Um, so what is y'all's go-to date night, Ethan and Sierra? We're awful at date night. We're awful. We're <laughs> awful at date nights. I mean, couldn't even tell you the last time we went on one. I mean, it was pre-COVID, I oh, think. Oh, gosh, yeah. Was it Texas Roadhouse? I think we had, that's the last picture we have. We were, like, wearing masks. Oh, did, with, if kids are present, does that count as a date night? No. Oh. No. Oh. What? Then, definitely then I have no <laughs> Can we go back to the definition of date night real fast? No, kids are not involved. Can we pass this question to you guys? <laughs> so we've uh, never so been on a date. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably since as long as we've been married, we've been having children. Okay, yeah, who do we listen to that always says that? Like, if you're married and you don't have kids yet, life is just one long date. Yes. Yeah, basically, but I think it, I don't know who it was, but yeah. I want to say, say, say Driscoll, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, before you're married, listen, you're not... Before you have kids, listen, you're not really married. It's just one long day. It's just a date. It's yeah. just one long day. Do you know what it was? I think it, when it was, was last Valentine's Day. You watched Nora for us, and we had sushi. I was big pregnant, remember? It's oh, been a year. So. I'll be big pregnant for this Valentine's Day, too. <laughs> I think that was the last time we were without children. On an actual, on like a... Because mm-hmm. we've not been without Abel for a date night. That's right. Okay. Able to. Passing that, passing that on to you. Yeah. What y'all's go to date night, guys? I know what Ryan would say. Movie. Yeah. All the time. Always wants to go to see a movie. He would like, he, just movies. That was how our dating started. We just watched all the movies in For the sure. theater. Yeah, yeah. Which I love doing because he loves it. But sometimes I'm mm-hmm. like, could we go? Eat but let's be honest, our adult date nights that's been a rarity it's, it's been mostly going out to eat and yeah. putting our phones away and just enjoying us time yeah mm-hmm. i think is our go-to now it doesn't really matter the restaurant although roadhouse is a fave because we can't go there with our kids yeah we have one of our boys who's got a peanut allergy so we rarely get to eat it and so yeah. being able to go in there is nice yeah and we know how you feel about the rolls yep the love rolls those rolls. Are so, <laughs> love those rolls. Love the rolls. Isn't that like the when we were did Whole Thirty when we all lived together? Mm-hmm. That was like the thing we broke with was for Ryan's yeah, birthday. That's right. <laughs> we went to Roadhouse. Yeah. Two awesome. baskets of rolls. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if we had like a go-to date night now, I think it's like just being able to go and eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Not that I can't remember the last time we just went on a me and you date. Like I think our last like technical date was maybe a wedding. Like we got dressed up and had dinner. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, you know, just like alone. And we do like we do like couples game nights. Yeah, you know, but I don't think honestly, like Ethan and I alone by ourselves, it's been a long time. Same for us because we went and had dinner with a few other couples, and that was super fun. We're both very, very much extroverts and very outgoing. Mm-hmm. And as much as we love spending time with each other, it's like if we've got time set aside in our schedule and there's like somebody we haven't seen and we want to make time for them, it's like, oh, two birds, one stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're calling somebody and like we're, we're, we're making a double date or a triple date out of it. Yeah. yeah. We, we did some escape rooms with the Carters and. That's what I'm saying. I, we spent a lot of time with our friends, like, yeah. like without Nora, but just you and I, I think was last Valentine's Day. But mm-hmm. also, I was like, you, you, you nailed it. Like, we're that feels life giving to us. Yeah. Like we don't leave a couple's game night or something and be like, Oh man. Totally. I didn't I miss hanging out with you. Like we just enjoy being with people. Yeah. Without our children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Children are in bed. Love our kids. Somebody but... else fed them, got them to bed. 
That feels like a successful Yes, night. I'm like, even if I'm just sitting on my porch, dude, like, someone come <laughs> take care of these kids. Yes. And we're switching for this Valentine's Day, remember? That's right. Mm-hmm. So, well, everybody who's super worried about us, we will have date nights. We're doing it. For once, Valentine's Day this Once year. again, it's happening. <laughs> okay. So, the next question. How does God speak to you or your spouse? And how, Oh, and is it different? How do you navigate that? That's mm-hmm. a, I think this is a really good one. I thought that too when I when I heard it. I was, I've been thinking about them mulling it over. Yeah, I don't have a good answer yet, so I'll oh. go last. Okay. <laughs> um. I was gonna speak to me or you. Yeah, like there's a difference, like obviously in how the Lord speaks to us, and so how do we navigate those differences? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really well, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that when I was thinking about this, I think it comes down to to trust. Yeah. Like, do you do you trust the Lord? In enough in your spouse to 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 know that like when the Lord speaks to them that they're going to act on that, mm-hmm. um, and then also do you feel like you are being like you communicate when the Lord speaks to you with your spouse, like yeah. you know like I guess I'm having a hard time following the question. I like how so, the Lord speaks to us differently. I get, but how do you navigate that? So like the Lord speaks to you in a completely different way than He speaks to me. I don't know who asked this question or the background behind it, but yeah. like kind of from what I'm getting. Oh, okay, so like there's maybe conflict in how well, there might be, but I think even like you, the Lord like has gifted you with just knowledge. Like we've said it from for years now. Like you mm-hmm. just know things about God. You mm-hmm. can't even remember when you knew them. Learned it. You yeah. just know it. Um, and for me. I feel like it's more discernment. It's more like, like the Lord gifting the ability to just like kind of feel out a situation. He speaks like through other venues, not just knowing. Yeah. And so for us to like then say that there was like a common something that we're praying about, and I guess yeah. like hey, how do I how do I know that the Lord is speaking through you? Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. So I think it's just if this is a, I mean, obviously your wife probably texting this in. We have a few husbands that text in, but, mm-hmm. um, if this was a wife, I would just say like, you navigate it by continually, continuing to take it to the Lord, whatever that situation is that you're wanting the Lord to speak about. And then ultimately showing your husband that you trust his word. And if he's saying like, Hey, the Lord spoke to me and this is what we're going to do. Then you, you submit to that. And if you don't think that that's right, you have every, I think that you can say like, wow, I don't, I think that's. I don't, I don't know about this, but I trust you and I trust your walk with the Lord and I love you enough to submit to this, mm-hmm. even if I don't like it that much. And I'll, I'll, I'll keep taking that to the Lord and asking like, is this a me thing? Is this like an attitude thing that I need to change? Um, cause I'm just thinking like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wasn't thinking, I guess, big situation. I guess there's been times where we've had conversations about how should we handle this? Mm-hmm deal and we've had conversation and i went to the lord you've went to the lord we've come together and had those kind of talks i guess mm-hmm. i was just thinking like on a daily basis i guess that's where i was having but yeah okay cool. i think like yeah yeah i oh. think like small scale sometimes like so ethan hears from the lord quickly mm-hmm. like ethan can pray something and be like mm-hmm, yeah that's what he said and i'm like but did he say that and you're like i'm not done yet uh, yeah i'm like actually i think i need a little pray a little longer but <laughs> i mean that's like typical for him and i and so sometimes like the way we navigate that is, like, if I, like, if there's, like, something that's, like, in my heart or in Ethan's heart, then that's kind of how we tackle it. Like, we're, like, do we have the time to, like, for Sierra to sit and pray over this and, like, mull it over and, like, get a, get, like, a big dream vision for it? Mm -hmm. Or do we need, like, a quick right away answer that, like, Ethan's going to discern? And then, so sometimes that's how we just do it. (laughs) Like, Ethan gets some quick answers and I'm, like, "Mm, Lord, let's spend a month talking about this. (laughs) I don't know. That's how, that's how we do it. That's good. You have anything to add, Ethan? Most of the time, the Lord doesn't really give details right at first. You just kind of you just kind of get the premise. You be obedient to it, and sometimes the details come. But as long as you're obedient to what He says, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we don't even get privy to that information. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so true. So he's like, I'm gonna wait. I want a little one detail. Jesus. I'm like, you better tell me. <laughs> But then, but then that's where you get to submit, and that's the that's hard right. part. That is, and that mm-hmm. circles back to the very first thing you said. You just trust that mm-hmm. your spouse hears from the Lord, and you trust your spouse to like discern it rightly, and then you just come under it and obey totally. and just, like, walk it out. Totally, because at the end of the day, if like you, us being wives, we are one hundred percent only responsible for our actions. Mm-hmm. Like, and our husbands are one hundred percent responsible for their actions. Yeah. So. If we're submitting and we're trusting and we're like serving in love, then you know, doing it with the right motivation, then mm-hmm. we're good. 
Okay. This, I, was, I, was, I was reading this next question, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, let's stir this pot. <laughs> Are you going to read it? You want me to? You can. Okay. <laughs> what do you do when you argue, and how do you overcome hurt or misunderstanding? It's easy. Never argue. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I like, that is 100% Ethan's approach. He's like, I don't know. Don't get offended. <laughs> like, Toughen up. I don't know. I'm like, 100%. That's all of our arguments. I'm like, mm, Ethan, do you have a response? Can you talk to me about this? Never does. So that's, 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 that's your whole MO. You're like, let's just not argue. <laughs> You're like, I don't Let's talk not. rationally. Let's not argue. <laughs> You're like, avoid arguing in August. So actually, Ethan and I just don't argue. Way to go. Um, we don't have misunderstandings or anything. So. Perfect. Uh, next, Lee, how do you handle those? <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. When we disagree, here's the deal. When we disagree, we rarely argue. Yeah. Like, I think, A, it's because Ryan is so chill. He doesn't engage <laughs> in, like, in arguments. Like, I can remember early on, especially when we were dating, mm-hmm. like, I would be ready. Like, I would be ready yes. for, like, my way or the highway type of, like, conversations. And he would just laugh. I'm like, oh my bro, God. come on, come at me, <laughs> you know, yeah. he just wouldn't, he'd be like, listen, we're not, we're not doing this like this, I'm like, fine. that sounds really rational, yeah, I'm like, fine, whatever, um, but now, like, I think, it's, I, we just, I think for me, I just try to preface what could be an argument, or could be a, a point of tension, we just, I'm just like, hey, I have this thing that I need to talk to you about, I just did it the other day. I'm like, hey, I've been praying about this, and I think this is what the Lord wants, and I'm not sure how you're going to take it. So I've been praying about it for a few days, and I'm just going to tell you. He's like, just tell me for the love. <laughs> and so I told him. He's like, cool, okay. I mean, if that's what the Lord's saying, I mean, I trust you. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that was easy. <laughs> no argument there. Um, You're like, I was prepared. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. We do argue. We have gotten into some arguments. But I think we know one of the one of the books that we highly recommend is from Mark Driscoll. It's called mm-hmm. Real Marriage. And this is like life changing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this quote in the book, he says, you don't want to view your spouse as your enemy mm-hmm. in arguments, but you want to view them as your ally. And so whatever it is that you're arguing about, like take partnership, like stand side by side, hook arms with your spouse, and you're going to like fight the issue together. Yeah. You're not actually wanting to fight the person. And if you are wanting to fight the person, there's something deeper there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Please don't go blow to blow with your spouse because yeah. there's something underlying that is probably not yes. communicated. And if you want to try to curb that type of tension or that type of like, if this is the MO of your household is like, you just argue and argue and argue, like really ask the Lord, like, okay, what is, what is the underlying thing here? Mm-hmm. Because it's, yeah, the problem is rarely the problem. The problem is rarely the problem when it explodes. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, this is not our household, but I can imagine maybe it, it like he didn't take out the trash when I asked him to. Um, there's, you know, dishes piled up in the sink and there's a dirty diaper and the laundry's still in the dryer. Like all of these things, like why isn't he just helping? But I haven't asked him for help. Right. Maybe I did ask him for help and he had to do something else. And so, oh, I'll just do it all. And then, you know, all mm-hmm. of this stuff just gets piled and piled and piled up. And then he comes home. And maybe didn't text you. I'm like making up the scenario. You know, yeah. he didn't text you and all of a sudden he's, you know, an hour late. And that's what you're mad about? Like, where have you been? Like, yeah. that is not what you're mad, you're, about. you're mad about. Like, there's a whole lot of unpacking there. So, mm-hmm. I think is communicate on that base level. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like, I feel overwhelmed. There's a lot of dishes. There's a lot of laundry. There's a lot of trash. I know that, like, I need to stay on top of this. But can you just help me get ahead of it? Like, can you? This would be my conversation to you then. Okay. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think like when you, when something is a problem or feels unfair, you feel hurt, talk about it right away Yeah, and try to do it after taking a couple breaths. I feel like arguing, we actually like, honestly, we don't argue a ton, but there are always like those, like those big, Mm -hmm. like blow up things. But I feel like the way you just kind of like get rid of arguing or like navigate around it is like an unyielded right. Yeah. And so if like nine times out of 10, when I'm like ticked about something and I'm like, Ooh, let's, let's fight about this. You know, then, I'm, then I, I, I like try to ask myself, I'm like, why am I really angry about this? Mm-hmm. And it's usually because there's like something in my, like my, my pride was hurt or like he didn't like honor me or respect something that I wanted done, but without voicing it. Right. So then it's like, it's just all an unyielded right to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that, and that'll nip almost all, every one of your arguments in the yeah, butt, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it was like an unvoiced expectation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't 
you didn't voice that expectation and when it doesn't happen you're like you're hurt you're like yeah. why did you do that yeah. and it boils up it can boil up over time but yeah it's yeah. so true like, earlier this week, I smacked Ethan with a pillow. Because <laughs> one of our kids woke up, and I was... We don't argue, we fight. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't argue about it. I just I hit him with a pillow. He didn't even know. And I got out of bed, and I'm, like, stomping my way to take care of my kid. Like, stomp my way back into bed, and I'm, like, boiling. I'm, like, so angry. And I was like, why, why am I so angry? And what it boiled down to was, like... I wanted Ethan to do something that I didn't ask him to do. Yeah. And I was, like, expecting it. And I was like, oh, um, Lord, <laughs> real sorry. And I didn't even bring it up to him until right now. Until right in this moment where I'm like, he hey, still Ethan, doesn't know. He sleeps so hard he didn't even know. <laughs> <I> was out, <laughs> dude. Well, when I told him that, I'm like, hey, did you hear Nora get up? And he's like, no, Nora, Nora got up. And I'm like, that means you didn't hear me feel me hit you with that pillow either. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, next, <laughs> next one. And I think, anyway. too, like, to overcome hurt, I think that we just, we have to be quick to forgive and we have to be quick to apologize. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when you do something wrong and you know it, <laughs> apologize. Yes. Like, be that person. And don't be the person that apologizes with the, like, with the, like... Motive. Well, yeah, it's like, I'm sorry that you... Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry that you heard me wrong. Like, that is not an apology. <laughs> that is yeah. blame shifting. Yes. I'm sorry that you're the problem in this marriage, but I'll just keep doing my best. Okay? <laughs> I'll keep carrying your weight. It's so true. When Ryan and I were dating, I told him that one time. I'm like, do you know that you are the source of all of our problems? <laughs> every single one of them. I don't know how I worded it. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Well, no, it was pretty much Pretty much that. that. It was everything is his we fault. A, and we how have did a I question. react? Yeah, you left. I left. <laughs> There's like actually a question that follows like right under what you just said like you're the problem in our marriage oh do it where is it it just says like what's your favorite quote or saying about marriage or relationships and one of my friends told me an author i don't remember i think i when my brain i was like ryan's gonna know mm-hmm. but they said to treat your own selfishness like it's the biggest problem in your relationship oh, yeah and i was like darn and so every time i just like replay that back and so you're like you're the biggest problem in our and i'm like but was he but i am <laughs> yeah. i'm like no the actually, answer to that is no no, no, your selfishness is the biggest problem in your relationship. Treat it that way. That's good. That's my favorite quote about okay. relationships. Okay, what about y'all, men? So mine is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fall back to my my favorite author too, Tim Keller. He says that um, when you get married, you don't choose to feel a certain way. You choose to act a certain way. And so when you're taking your vows, you're not saying I promise to always feel this way, but mm-hmm. You know, richer for poorer, sickness and health, I promise to act this way. And so anybody who's been married for longer than a day knows <laughs> that uh, you don't always feel loving towards right. your kids, towards your spouse mm-hmm, or whatever else, mm-hmm. but you have to act loving. And what we know is feelings follow actions. So mm-hmm. you start to act a certain way, your feelings will follow that. And uh, and so that, that quote's just huge for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of a... Like a, a direct quote that I can remember verbatim, but I just remember I'm trying to remember remembering what the Bible says, like how husbands should treat a wife, mm-hmm. and how like we're the head of the household. Doesn't mean like we're like this like a power trip thing, but for the head of the household, that means that we um, like Christ died for the church, and He's the head of the church, and so we have a big responsibility to take mm-hmm. care of, of the house and take care of the wife and kids. And like, we should be able to die for it, you know? Yeah. That's good. So that's that's kind really of, good. Yeah. yeah. I think mine's what I said earlier from Mark Driscoll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're my ally. You're not my enemy. Yeah. Also, I wanted to do this because when y'all talk, uh, so we did premarital counseling with, mm-hmm. not, I'm like, I'm like telling you, I'm like telling you, remember when you did premarital <laughs> did. counseling? Um, we did it with Kai Alpha, and then we also did it with Ryan and Leanne, and there was, like, a hand motion. And mm-hmm. so that's what I was like. When you were doing it, I was like, you come together like this, your palms together, guys, like a clap, <laughs> like this, or like this, this. not like this. Thumbs together. <laughs> Thumbs yeah. together is an yeah. ally. Palm to palm is an enemy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, visual. counseling tip. A little visual. Those are good. Okay, so this one's a really hard question for me. <laughs> really hard. <laughs> Just gonna throw this. So this question says, "How do you establish boundaries while dating?" We are not the people to ask, based on our past experiences. We did not walk with Jesus when we were dating right. for very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, but 
some advice is um, walk yeah. with Jesus before you start dating. Yeah. Yes. Oh, groundbreaking. <laughs> Number one, love Jesus before you try to love anybody else. That's a good boundary. Yes. Um, but I think that y'all probably could answer this really well. Yeah, maybe, maybe. What you say? <laughs> well, I will say boundaries are super hard. And so I think my, whatever boundaries in your heart, like if you, if there's like a check in your spirit about something like, you don't want to hang out past midnight. You don't want to kiss till you're married. Like, whatever mm-hmm. that little check in your heart mm-hmm. is, like, I think you need accountability in it. Mm-hmm. And so, I think other people need to know your boundaries. Like, your roommates should know if mm-hmm. you have roommates. If you don't have roommates, then you 100% probably shouldn't be hanging out at your house by yourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good rule. <laughs> you know? So, I think, like, when you're setting boundaries, it has to be, like, one, like, what, like, what, like, what are the pure things that you should be doing? Mm-hmm. Like... Obviously, you probably don't have sex with your boyfriend. Yeah, don't do that. You know? (laughs) So, and, like, what boundaries do you have to set in place to keep that from happening? Mm -hmm. But then also, there's, like, all the other things. Like, if if kissing is, like, something that's going to, like, spiral into, like, lustfulness, and then Mm -hmm. it, like, spirals into, like, all these other things that you've already given to the Lord, then you need a boundary about that. Mm -hmm. So, but not everybody's boundaries are, like, cookie cutter for everyone. Yeah. You know, like, everyone's going to have a different thing that, like, trips them up. Yeah. My thing. I mean, pretty much any physical contact, there should be a boundary <laughs> of some kind. I mean, 100. Totally. Yeah, that's, yeah. Totally that's a real boundary. I'm thinking too, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I got, I got one. I got one. Um, <laughs> but more like heart boundaries. I think for mm-hmm. maybe for women, I can speak, like, obviously, don't know how women's hearts work during the dating phase. But like for women, I know it's easy for us to, like, for girls, young girls who especially want to be in a relationship, they want to, like, they want to get married. They want to have the husband. They want to have the house and the children and all of these things. Like, it's easy to let our hearts go there before our before we should. Yes. You know, so it's like making like guarding sure. Guarding your heart. Yeah, guarding your heart. Even if you're dating, like, keeping keeping some space in your heart that is only reserved for, like, mm-hmm. a husband to have. Not your yes. boyfriend. Not even your fiancé. Like, you're, you're going there, but, like, you, sorry, you wait until you're married to, like, give over those expectations and those, oh, yeah. um, those parts of your heart. And I haven't had time to think about this enough practically to what that looks like, but, um, I think for me, like, me dating Ryan, it's like, I didn't, I didn't keep a whole lot of, like, friendships, like, when we first started dating. Like, my yeah. world revolved around him, like, from the morning after school until I went home for curfew. Like it was all about him and hating it. I thought it was awesome, but that also led to a whole lot of other stuff that was not awesome. Um, and so I think that had I like been intentional about keeping good balance with like friendships and also I didn't walk with Jesus. That would have helped. Yeah. Um, number one boundary, walk with Jesus, walk with Jesus, (laughs) ask him what your boundaries need to be. And they're not going to be the same as like everybody in your circle. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like, you know, there was a phase in, when we were in Kyalfa many, many years ago. Like, <laughs> if you were dating, you had to break. Like, you were dating for a long time and, isn't, you know, you weren't getting engaged. Or, like, you made out too hot and heavy one time. It's like, break it up. Done. It's oh, it. It's it. You should break <laughs> up. And I'm like, that is that is true for some people. But, yeah. like, ask the Lord what that boundary is um, yeah. before, you, before you make any decisions. And be honest with the person that you're dating. And don't put God said in front of it unless you really did. Yeah. For real. Just putting that out there. Yeah. yeah. That feels very personal. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I was like, I was like ready to clap. I'm like, yeah, stop saying that God told you to do things unless he actually said it. So, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Last following up with a boundary. I, nope. Not anymore. Nope. You lost that one. Yep. Pregnancy bring. Just keep on trucking. So keep on trucking. Um, what changes, what changes once you're married? Is it weird living with roommates and then to going to living with a spouse? <laughs> It is super weird. For real? I was going to say no. I thought it was, I thought it was very weird because uh, in like a different way, like it was like super fun. Like you woke up and you're like, "Mm, there's a person in my bed. That's a man. (laughs) Like that was like, that was like, you know, that's fun. You're just married. But then there was like this, like, oh, um, I have to cook dinner every night. Mm -hmm. I have to make, I have to make our bed. I have to clean. Like you all of a sudden become responsible for a household. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas before it was like split, like your roommates. Yeah. Yeah, parts of Like, my roommates and I, like, we would take turns, like, cleaning up, cooking Mm -hmm. dinner. Like, you split the bills. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, you're, like, smacked with adulthood. And you're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. (laughs) We were married yesterday, and it was really fun. And now today I'm an adult. So, (laughs) it was, like, it was, that was, like, super weird to me. Where, like, 
I don't know. And also, you know, you'd come home from a long day and have like a, pa- a packed house full of girls who would just mm. be like, yes, girl. You know, like they were in it with you, like hyping mm-hmm. you up and then you come home to a husband and you're like, listen to my day. And they're like, oh yeah, that's a bummer. Okay. I'm going to, and you're like, but where's my hype? Like, where's my, where's my fire? <laughs> like, I need to have my back. And so I thought it was kind of weird. It was super fun, but kind of weird. It was great. I, I loved it. Ethan's like, I, mean, I went from a roommate. We all had to split everything and do yeah. our own thing to a wife that cooks and cleans. He's like, I got the good like, I had to stop ordering Jimmy John's. She made me food. Is that why you get married, she said? <laughs> I mean, I had great roommates in college. I'm not saying they were bad, but I I liked. She's by far your best roommate. I yet. mean, there was a lot. Oh, yes. There's a lot of benefits that come with that one. Comes with, okay. Comes with the, <laughs> Okay, so let's say outside of obvi- the obvious. What is the obvious? The obvious is uh, your Bunch living arrangement wow. changes, like clearly. Oh. You have yeah. a, you're living with a male and female. You were talking about sex. I was talking about sex. I thought it was going to go there. He just didn't want to say it. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm thinking more practically. Okay. Uh, I I think that obviously your living arrangement changes, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have it. You're gonna have a female. Maybe you're not used to seeing. The, the maleness of a guy oh, and maybe so. the guy <laughs> and maybe the guy is Please, not like, used to seeing it. yeah and maybe the guy's not used to seeing the femaleness of a woman right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so there's those obvious the gentle ways the, of a beautiful woman yes is, the think, gentle, a little yeah. shocking sometimes so there is there is y'all are too much <laughs> oh my so there there's the obvious okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but how does a, a marriage change you? I think it has to by default of what it is because of all those things we just talked about. Yeah. Um, because it is such a big thing and it holds so much gravity, it, it changes you, right? It has to because you then here, – here's another good marriage quote is that marriage doesn't bring you into conflict with your spouse. It brings you into conflict with yourself. That's good. And so when you start to be exposed for your selfishness because you like to have this kind of living arrangement, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's changed mm-hmm. because you can't be as selfish as you were before, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then that's what causes this whole problem. And the deal is, as kids come along and as different jobs come along and as all this stuff comes along, uh, all that begins to change, right? And so mm-hmm. what I love, and I didn't understand it early in life and in marriage, but, but now I really do, is uh is c.s lewis when he said that his wife has been married to five men and they've all been him yes. is that yeah. you marriage just changes you yes. in different phases of life changes you when your kids your kids are in sports or school or all these things begin to change yeah. it changes you and so i think that that change is is good but it's oftentimes rough and difficult and you know it's it's not what we're used to but um but but it changes outside of just the living arrangements is it, it really does it's it's a yeah gospel recreation that you get to be exposed for you know it exposes your your selfishness how, how selfish you really are and all those kind of things at least personally speaking but totally. Totally oh yeah anyways i mean obviously the sex is awesome for guys to, co- to walk into that and all <laughs> well, that kind of cool guys. stuff yeah well <laughs> yeah. it's too. for everyone this actually is, this is true breaking um, ceilings here <laughs> well what's for different everybody. for a guy's living with a girl Anyways, okay yeah. i will say one of the most practical pieces of advice we got and i'm this her from her name is mariah she is the one who has like told me all of these things that i've said today mm-hmm. but she said that to make it a little less weird on the day you get married like after you after you get back home you get to your hotel room they said she said that somebody told her and she told me you just get completely naked and you just look and you take it all in and you shower you just shower like Together? shower the day yeah okay. shower the day away and then, and then it's like everything else from that, like, cause you, you laugh, you're like staring at someone naked for like, you know what I mean? It's like super uncomfortable, but then it's over. Mm-hmm. And then you transition into like your honeymoon and then also coming back home. But it made it less weird when we came back home. So yeah, it never stopped being like, oh, there's a man in my bed. But I also wasn't like, oh, there's a naked man, you know? <laughs> like, cause you already yeah. seen it all. It's yeah. like, it was like the most helpful piece of advice. And I'm like, tell everyone, I'm like, that's a good piece of advice. Go naked. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> I did not find that helpful. But what no, I mean, really? Each his own. No, I mean... I, it, like, takes all the pressure away. You're just like... Yeah, I, I would rather... Maybe I'm just more hands-on. I just wouldn't <laughs> want to stand there and just We well, are not even to the spicy each. section yet, Ryan. That, that felt like it was mildly spicy. <laughs> We're mild. We're building up to it. Okay. Building up to it. Okay, so he is hands-on. Okay, this is, the last, this is the last question before we get to the spicy. Mariah Wood. I was like... 
for, for clarification, I'm not saying like take like five minutes of just like <laughs> seeing each other. You just do like get naked, get in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan. <All right>. Ryan. <laughs> okay, how often oh, how often during the week should we be having date night or one on one quality time? I think we, we found out earlier people. we're not good people. No, to ask. Here's the deal. Well, here's what I think. Yeah. Here's what I think. I think that quality is what you're looking for. Quality yes. time. So if that looks like a date night for you, then you need to make that a priority. Then then make date night a priority. Yeah. And we can't tell you what that needs to look like. There's some couples that do it weekly and they do it religiously and that's what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not in that season of yeah. like life yeah. right now. We are busy. We have lots of things during the week. We have four different kids involved in sometimes two or three different activities in the evenings and school and a job that is weird for Ryan to like schedule stuff sometimes, yeah. Yeah. honestly. Um, but I will say like when the kids go to bed, we, one thing that we have yeah. stuck with is like our kids go to bed at seven thirty. even our 12 year old right now. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried to sometimes let that go till eight or eight thirty. Um, but the thing about kids is you put them down early, they get up early. You put them down late, they still get up early. So Mm -hmm. our kids go to bed early and early enough to where we're not to that exhausted point so that the kitchen can get cleaned. The stuff of the day can be put away and we have time to do what we want to do. Whether that's watch Mm -hmm. a movie, whether that's just hang out and talk, whether it's go sit out on the porch, light the fire and just be out there. Mm -hmm. Like that's our, like our nighttime is our quality time. Um, and we get that most days of the week. Um, and that's just something that we're, we are not willing to budge on. So an yeah. early bedtime helps us. But if you're, if you're like just married, you don't have kids and you just have a busy schedule and I say, take that date night once a week. Yeah. Do it. I was just going to say that. Like, I think date night is different from quality time. One-on-one time. Totally. Yeah. And that's when we, do, ours is too, is like kids in bed and then we have like two hours to ourselves yeah. to just talk and hang out. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think we probably have time for one spicy question and then we're going to have to say, Ready for part two. Yeah. Come back for part two. So, <laughs> so this one's it. This one it says, how often do you get down in the bedroom? And here's the thing. Well, I, don't, I don't ever get down. I get up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Harvest. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> um, here's the question. Here's this. Here's what I'm going to say about this question. And then we're going to, Sierra's like red from everywhere right now. Um, I will say I'm not answering this question because I think that you can set that this is a personal question and comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. And if you were to hear that, well, what's normal? What's average? Like, nope. You need to talk about that with your spouse. Yeah. That's a good way. And I think this goes again, too, that it doesn't have to be the same all the time. It doesn't. It's different the seasons of life. Totally. I mean, this is like one of the, you've, I've been married to five women. They've all been you, right? Yeah, welcome. And so... <laughs> Uh, which at the same time, you've been married to five men. They've always been me. Yeah. And so there's there's going to be ebb and flow in that. Yeah. And as long as you're both gracious and know that you're trying to convey that intimacy, mm-hmm. then you I mean you'll you'll survive. Yeah. But there's going to be there's going it's going to look different it's different stages different. of life. Yeah. Yeah. That totally has for yeah. us. So openly communicate with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Set the expectations, and then unselfishly sacrifice whatever you need to do to make that happen for the other person. Yeah. So I think it's a great way to end that. Yep. We love y'all. <laughs> Thanks for joining Harvest today. Um, and we'll, and we'll see, see y'all for part two. Spicy part two.